0: IABC Ottawa presents
1: a media-style production. The Voice takes listeners inside all corners of the communications, marketing, and creative sectors. It's real-life stories from the ground shakers of Marcom.
0: What can we do to help you take your career to the next level? I'm Graham McCatchick, and this is The Voice.
1: My name's Gord Smith, I'm a partner at Sway Digital. My role at Sway Digital is to uh, develop brand and communication strategies. We're building uh, content that is easily shareable. This can take the form of video, uh, motion graphics, infographics, whatever is required to tell the story and communicate the brand for our clients. So as content marketing rolls out, uh, it's really opening up a genuine two-way communication between consumers and businesses. Companies really have to earn the respect and loyalty uh, based on the value they can deliver to an individual, versus you know throwing out headlines and uh, telling people what to think. Media Style is a progressive, digital-first public affairs agency. Our team are experts at crafting strategy, creating content, and building communities of action, and measuring the results. We're passionate about what we do, we're innovators in social media and interactive design, and we're helping shape the new Canadian media landscape. So
0: come visit our studio in downtown Ottawa. We'll put the coffee on and chat about how we can help you tell your story. Hi everyone, welcome to another incredible edition of The Voice, I'm your host Graham McCatchick and today we're getting a bit cheeky with our topic, display, yay or nay? Basically, when or if marketers should use display advertising. And joining me today is industry veteran, Gord Smith, partner of Sway Media based here in Ottawa. Gord, how are you doing today? Excellent. Hey, awesome. Gord, I thought I'd kick it off a little story. and I, I Before the podcast, you and I, I talked about this a little bit, but I think it's funny and I hope the listeners will too. My mother-in-law just returned from a trip to Italy and she told me about the Pompeii penis. That's right, you heard it. The Pompeii penis, our early form of display advertising circa about 6th or 7th century B.C., whereby an image of a penis was carved into many cobblestones in the city street of Pompeii, and each one pointed and led people to a brothel. And it got me thinking, hey, early form of display advertising, then look how far, fast forward to today, look how far we've come. But yet, yeah, that was probably very effective. And if you want to check it out, listeners, on uh, the YouTube clip, we've put it in our, our show notes, so check out the YouTube clip in our show notes. But... Um, gord to think about it like coming full circle from from something like that to today and all actually, I, I, th- <laughs> actually,
1: I think I worked on that campaign uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i was with a company called vv insanity the uh, madmen they're uh, mad called there uh, <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to uh,
0: quote any ages that was or,
1: before or, the meltdown there though but, uh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know,
0: on a a more serious note, you know, Gartner, if you do a little Google search, it's, you know, Gartner, tech tech analyst for Gartner is predicting mobile ad spending to continue to rise and, you know, head towards 18 billion or something like that in 2014. And especially spending on mobile web video ads and rather than in-app ads because they lend themselves well to that, you know, obviously a tablet form factor. And this struck my attention. Uh, I think it was a, a release they posted. It said the mobile channel will become more and more integrated into a 360 degree advertising campaign or campaigns, eating up budget historically allocated to print and radio advertising, so more traditional forms of advertising. So I thought it was a good place to kick off in terms of thinking about display advertising. What are your thoughts about that? Sure. Just
1: well, just. Given that context, my new company, Sway Digital, is in fact focusing on video content that is shareable and, and other types of content. Uh, and, you know, I don't think anybody's going to bet the ranch on print, but I think it still can play a, you know an important role in a mix, uh, including online, offline, traditional, new social platforms. It comes down to a media planning kind of process is who are you talking to and how do they consume media, where do they go for a reputable opinions uh and so on so some people you know still read their mcleans uh there's uh, they still get the bus to work they uh, go to the mall they're going to be exposed to a lot of you know static print materials, and it doesn't mean that this can't run in parallel to social or online campaigns. It's, uh, it's not an either or kind of thing.
0: I was trying to think of a word that had the A in it that would be yay or nay or something. <laughs> so there's both. There's a situation yeah. where there may be both and it's obviously audience dependent and you know, all your marketers out there don't know that. So that's a, the that's a scratching the surface. But you know, with targeting and conversion tracking, KPI is generally becoming pretty much more synonymous with marketers' job security. The question for me was, you know, are traditional print display ads are various dis- forms of more traditional display advertising really still relevant in a marketer's toolbox? We wanted to sort of think about that and what context does it really make sense in, in your experience? And when when in other contexts, does it really perhaps not so much and recognizing what we said about audience?
1: Well, you're seeing a lot of interesting attempts at integrating print with online measurable activity. Uh, the QR codes, obviously, were sort of first off with this a few years ago, and they've caught on in a few sectors, real estate, I guess, and, uh, and a few others, where you, know, you can look at a poster, look at an ad, and, and then you're taken directly to the landing page and carry on the conversation there. United Way had a really fascinating uh, use of this. Uh, last year, I was in a coffee shop, and here was this poster on the counter, and the uh, instruction was you did the QR code, you put your iPhone down on top of this poster, which had a guy's face, And all of a sudden, the guy starts talking to you from a video matched exactly to the poster, and he's talking away, telling his story. And and I'm not sure how effective it was in terms of what they were trying to accomplish, but, I mean, as an integration of technology, I thought that was, like, really cool.
0: Yeah, so this notion of being able to track things, this notion of being able to measure things through display, that perhaps wasn't possible before.
1: Yeah, and even, you can use it roundabout ways. We uh, ran a campaign for a local hotel who wanted to... Improves the use of their meeting rooms and hence the use of their hotel rooms. So they were targeting national organizations that had annual or quarterly meetings of their members, their board, or whatever, and they would sort of fly into Ottawa, have the meetings, and stay in hotel rooms. Right? So we put together a, a campaign. I was working with a media buying group for this, working with uh, like uh, the free newspapers, Metro sort of half page ads in there. There was in bus exterior bus street posters. And then we also had a, you know, pretty targeted Facebook advertising campaign as well. But where we could measure was the hotel had very little, uh, very low name recognition. So looking at the analytics, you could see where people had started to enter in the name of the hotel as a search term. This could be tracked, and it was beyond anything we'd seen in their sort of baseline uh, analytics and so on. So you could actually track and attribute, you know, those kind of searches.
0: What do our listeners need to know about display ads right now? And what are the things that are very current in this in this space that we need to be aware of?
1: Well, I think you're seeing a lot less copy. I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, David Ogilvy had this rule of thumb: is that the more expensive the product, the more copy you had to write. You know, to, whereas now, I think all you want to do is get people to sort of blink, nod, and then go to either you know, the website or a landing page that's uh, assigned to the ad or whatever. And so it it takes a lot of the load off of, uh, you know, actually telling the whole story in the ad. It's really meant as more of sort of a, you know, a gateway or a portal to a a larger conversation. Uh, David Ogilvy's ads for Rolls-Royce were, you know, three quarters of the page was, was copy, right? Whereas now you look at the luxury car ads in like Monaco magazine or whatever, and it's like, a surrealist picture and a logo and that's about it you know so anyway that's one way where you can use online to you know support content and it's more of a visual kind of thing when i think about all these things
0: that you got bombarded by all these different kinds of display ads and uh, this day and age and i'm just sort of wondering what now are things that can be done in your view that we couldn't before that's effective and what really are the limitations? Like where are the boundaries here and what before people get in, into it and start thinking about? Should well, I it's, it's, do this? it's a
1: bit odd. At one point, print was used for its incredible production value. It's really high resolution photography and shiny and all that kind of stuff. Where in some ways, you know, the screens and our tablets and even our phones have got incredible shiny resolution to it. So that sort of advantage is not removed but lessened. Where I see it being used effectively is, I mentioned Monocle magazine before, but they're beautifully printed publication. It's on, like, uncoated matte paper. It's got a real texture to it, so you get this whole sort of emotional response that's tactile, you know, holding on to, you know, a real... Thing that's not slick in that it, uh, it it really sort of feels good uh, while you're reading it too. So
0: so essentially, if your audience is going to resonate with something that's more tactile in nature, and, and it sometimes it's even the smell when you open up a magazine. Oh, it co- yeah. companies accompanies that ad if there's perfume or whatever the case be product marketing.
1: No, I mean I look forward to it uh, showing up in my mailbox. It comes in a nice uh, padded envelope from England, and uh, it's a treat to when it arrives. So
0: what about so you know being here in Ottawa? What are what about for various sectors? You know, nonprofit tech, government, public-slash-public, voluntary.
1: I think people still read their neighbourhood, you know, little tabloid papers. You know, I don't want to get too niche. I mean, there's still, obviously, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, We talked about commuters before. They're, you know, an audience that can be addressed through, uh, you know, outdoor and transit Can I just say, yeah,
0: I think it was the mission here in Ottawa. They're in a pretty good bus ad where, you know, it was literally... uh, you know, some st- it was very visual graphic imagery and sort of text to donate type camp style yeah. campaign. campaign no, you know f- so something that you know for nonprofits to think about um, you know go where your your audience might be having some time to absorb and think okay so this podcast intent here just to kind of give you some food for thought I guess you thinking about the considerations no displays't necessarily dead it's really about who you're targeting as always as we mentioned mentioned many times on this podcast and what are what are the you know the pain points, and then what's the relief you're offering, uh, you know, via display, um, and, and any in any channel of marketing in which you choose to do display. So that, that's to get you thinking about it. And um, Gord, I, just want to th- I wanted to thank you very much for joining us today. You know, really, really good insight. Gord, if, you, if people want to reach you, how can they go about doing that?
1: It's easier said than done right now. Uh, just uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're, we're still getting our, uh, our, our new company up and running. This is actually a bit of a scoop for you, Graham. We haven't actually gone public with the name or anything yet, mm-hmm. so okay. <laughs> if you check me out on LinkedIn, I'll have all the updates uh, there shortly. Okay, if you
0: want to reach me, you can always reach me on LinkedIn, Graham McCatching on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, when it comes to display, don't delay. (laughs) Oh, who's writing this stuff? (laughs) Who's writing this stuff? Have a good week.